0: It's October 27th, and you are listening to the Reading Through the Bible Together podcast. My name is Blake Farley, and today our Old Testament reading comes to us from Jeremiah chapter 51, verses 1 through 53. As always, I'm reading out of the New Living Translation, Jeremiah chapter 51, beginning with verse 1. This is what the Lord says, I will stir up a destroyer against Babylon and the people of Babylonia. Foreigners will come and winnow her, blowing her away as chaff. They will come from every side to rise against her in the day of her trouble. Don't let the archers put on their armor or draw their bows. Don't even spare her best soldiers. Let her army be completely destroyed. They will fall dead in the land of the Babylonians, slashed to death in her streets. For the Lord of Heaven's armies has not abandoned Israel and Judah. He is still their God, even though their land was filled with sin against the Holy One of Israel. Flee from Babylon. Save yourselves." Don't get trapped in her punishment. It is the Lord's time for vengeance. He will repay her in full. Babylon has been a gold cup in the Lord's hands, a cup that made the whole earth drunk. The nations drank Babylon's wine and drove them all mad. But suddenly Babylon too has fallen. Weep for her. Give her medicine. Perhaps she can yet be healed. We would have helped her if we could, but nothing can save her now. Let her go. Abandon her. Return now to your own land, for her punishment reaches to the heavens. It is so great, it cannot be measured. The Lord has vindicated us. Come, let us announce in Jerusalem everything the Lord our God has done. Sharpen the arrows, lift up the shields, for the Lord has inspired the kings of the Medes to march against Babylon and destroy her. This is his vengeance against those who just desecrate his temple. Raise the battle flag against Babylon. Reinforce the guard and station the watchmen. Prepare an ambush, for the Lord will fulfill all his plans against Babylon. You are a city by a great river, a great center of commerce. But your end has come. The thread of your life is cut. The Lord of heaven's armies has taken this vow and has sworn to it by his own name. Your cities will be filled with enemies, like fields swarming with locusts, and they will shout in triumph over you. The Lord has made the earth by his power, and he preserves it by his wisdom. With his own understanding, he stretched out the heavens. When he speaks in the thunder, the heavens roar with rain. He causes the clouds to rise over the earth. He sends the lightning with the rain and releases the wind from his storehouses. The whole human race is foolish and has no knowledge. The craftsmen are disgraced by the idols they make, for their carefully shaped works are a fraud. These idols have no breath or power. Idols are worthless. They are ridiculous lies. On the day of reckoning, they will all be destroyed. But the God of Israel is no idol. He is the creator of everything that exists, including his people, his own special possession. The Lord of heaven's armies is his name. You are my battle axe and sword, says the Lord. With you I will shatter nations and destroy many kingdoms. With you I will shatter armies, destroying the horse and the rider, and the chariot and charioteer. With you I will shatter men and women, old people and children, young men and young women. With you I will shatter shatter shepherds and flocks, farmers and oxen, "'Captains and officers, I will repay Babylon and the people of Babylonia "'for all the wrong they have done to my people in Jerusalem,' says the Lord. "'Look, O mighty mountain destroyer of the earth, I am your enemy,' says the Lord. "'I will raise my fist against you to knock you down from the heights. "'When I am finished, you will be nothing but a heap of burnt rubble. "'You will be desolate forever. "'Even your stones will never again be used for building. "'You will be completely wiped out,' says the Lord." Raise a signal flag to the nations. Sound the battle cry. Mobilize them all against Babylon. Prepare them to fight against her. Bring out the armies of Arat and Minni and Ashkezes. Appoint a commander and bring a multitude of horses like swarming locusts. Bring against her the armies of the nations, led by the kings of the Medes and all their captains and officers. The earth trembles and writhes in pain, for everything the Lord has performed against Babylon stands unchanged. Babylon will be left desolate without a single inhabitant. Her mightiest warriors no longer fight. They stay in their barracks, their courage gone. They have become like women. The invaders have burned the houses and broken down the city gates. The news is passed from one runner to the next as the messengers hurry to tell the king that his city has been captured. All the escape routes are blocked. The marshes have been set aflame and the army is in a panic. This is what the Lord of Heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says. Babylon is like, Wheat on a threshing floor, about to be trampled. In just a little while, her harvest will begin. King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon has eaten and crushed us and drained us of strength. He has swallowed us like a great monster and filled his belly with our riches. He has thrown us out of our country. Make Babylon suffer as she made us suffer, say the people of Zion. Make the people of Babylonia pay for spilling our blood, says Jerusalem. This is what the Lord says to Jerusalem. I will be your lawyer and plead your cause, and I will avenge you. I will dry up her river as well as her springs, and Babylon will become a heap of ruins haunted by jackals. She will be an object of horror and contempt, a place where no one lives. Her people will roar together like strong lions. They will growl like lion cubs, and while they lie inflamed with all their wine, I will prepare a different kind of feast for them. I will make them drink until they fall asleep. And they will never wake up again, says the Lord. I will bring them down like lambs to the slaughter, like rams and goats to be sacrificed. How Babylon is fallen. Great Babylon, praised throughout the earth. Now she has become an object of horror among the nations. The sea has risen over Babylon. She is covered by, by its crashing waves. Her cities now lie in ruins. She is a dry wasteland where no one lives or even passes by. And I will punish Baal, the god of Babylon. And I make him vomit up all he has eaten. The nations will no longer come and worship him. The wall of Babylon has fallen. Come out, my people. Flee from Babylon. Save yourselves. Run from the Lord's fierce anger. But do not panic. Don't be afraid. When you hear the first rumor of approaching forces, for rumors will keep coming year by year, violence will erupt in the land as the leaders fight against each other. For the time is surely coming when I will punish this great city and all her idols. Her whole land will be disgraced, and her dead will lie in the streets. Then the heavens and earth will rejoice, for out of the north will come destroying armies against Babylon, says the Lord. Just as Babylon killed the people of Israel and others throughout the world, so must her people be killed. Get out, all you who have escaped the sword. Do not stand and watch. Flee while you can. Remember the Lord, though you are in a far-off land, and think about your home in Jerusalem. We are ashamed, the people say. We are insulted and disgraced because the Lord's temple has been defiled by foreigners. Yes, says the Lord. But the time is coming when I will destroy Babylon's idols. The groans of her wounded people will be heard throughout the land. Though Babylon reaches as high as the heavens and makes her fortifications incredibly strong, I will send enemies to plunder her. I, the Lord, have spoken. That concludes our Old Testament reading moving into the New Testament. Titus chapter 2, beginning in verse 1. As for you, Titus, promote the kind of living that reflects wholesome teaching. Teach the older men to exercise self-control, to be worthy of respect, and to live wisely. They must have sound faith and be filled with love and patience. Similarly, teach the older women to live in a way that honors God. They must not slander others or be heavy drinkers. Instead, they should teach others what is good. These older women must train the younger women to love their husbands and their children, to live wisely and be pure, to work in their homes and to do good, and to be submissive to their husbands. Then they will not bring shame on the word of God. In the same way, encourage the young men to live wisely, and you yourselves must be an example to them by doing good works of every kind. Let everything you do reflect the integrity and seriousness of your teaching. Teach the truth so that your teaching can't be criticized. Then those who oppose us will be ashamed and have nothing bad to say about us. Slaves must always obey their masters and do their best to please them. They must not talk back or steal, but must show themselves to be entirely trustworthy and good. Then they will make the teaching about God our Savior attractive in every way. For the grace of God has been revealed, bringing salvation to all people, and we are instructed to turn from godless living and sinful pleasures. We should live in this evil world with wisdom, righteousness, and devotion to God while we look forward with hope to that wonderful day when the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, will be revealed. He gave his life to free us from every kind of sin, to cleanse us, and to make us his very own people, totally committed to doing good deeds. You must teach these things and encourage the believers to do them. You have the authority to correct them when necessary, so don't let anyone disregard what you say. That concludes our New Testament reading, and now moving into our Proverbs reading for the day. It's going to be... Proverbs chapter 26, verse 17. Interfering in someone else's argument is as foolish as yanking a dog's ears. <laughs> Seems pretty foolish. And finally, we will be reading Psalm 99 in a posture of prayer. This is the 99th Psalm, beginning in verse 1. The Lord is king. Let the nations tremble. He sets on his throne between the cherubim. Let the whole earth quake. The Lord sets in majesty in Jerusalem, exalted above all the nations, Let them praise your great and awesome name. Your name is holy, mighty king, lover of justice. You have established fairness. You have acted with justice and righteousness throughout Israel. Exalt the Lord our God. Bow low before his feet, for he is holy. Moses and Aaron were among his priests. Samuel also called on his name. They cried to the Lord for help, and he answered them. He spoke to Israel from the pillar of the cloud, and they followed the laws and decrees he gave them. O Lord our God, you answered them. You were a forgiving God to them. But you punished them when they went wrong. Exalt the Lord our God and worship at His holy mountain in Jerusalem, for the Lord our God is holy. Lord, you are holy. You are set apart. There is no one like you, and we thank you, Lord. We thank you for all that you've given us through Jesus. We thank you for this reading. We thank you for yet another day. We pray that we would use it in a way in which is productive for your kingdom's sake, and not in the way we see productive, but in the way you do. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Well, thank you for joining me for today's reading, friends, and hope to see you back here tomorrow as we continue our journey reading through the Bible together.